0: invent digging for coal. Well, me and the Welsh probably did, didn't they? I <laughs> that's probably exactly <laughs> Almost what 100%. Did. Yeah,
1: fucking the Welsh.
0: <laughs> Hello and welcome to What A Way To Go, a podcast about unusual deaths, near misses and bizarre stories. We are
1: your hosts. I'm Sarah Austin. I'm Claire Daly.
2: I'm Eleanor Gamer.
1: Here we are. Here we are in the middle of Storm... Freya. Freya, that's it. I wanted to say Bertha.
2: I thought you were going to say Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> was there a B one? Yeah, it goes
0: in alphabetical order. Does it? But we're only in March. No, but it's like they rotate. So every every storm will go A B C. So the next one will be a G. Is that how the alphabet
2: goes?
1: I don't know. E, e G. F. G yeah. Oh, okay. And the one before would have been an E. But Freya, and it was no, but,
2: Wait, we've had some since we had Storm Eleanor last January, and we've had... oh no, every
1: year it resets. From no, it
2: Just it just, just go through the alphabet. There's oh. thousands of storms we have on a regular basis. Yeah, so we've had we must have had loads since Eleanor. Yeah, we will have. And we will have gone through the alphabet. How do you know if it's a man or a woman or That's a good point. Aren't they all women? No. We've had Brian, haven't we? It was that the Arctic Monkey song. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe they are all women. <clears throat> I think they are all For women. For International Women's Day. Sexist.
2: I'm sure we've had some Angry men. wind.
1: It's got to be a woman.
2: What about Derek? I don't know. I don't I'm sure we've had
1: some men. I feel like Beast from the East, that wasn't either. That was just the beast. Yeah.
2: Not a storm there, was it? I bet there was a storm <laughs> mixed up in there. I think Derek might have been mixed
1: up in there. <laughs> Someone got, called
0: Derek was definitely mixed up in there. Derek that.
1: got tangled up in the Beast from the East and lost to history. <laughs> anyway, the point is, it's... Or about outside. It's very windy. Is the mm. point? Um, so we're in a cosy studio mm. that is actually almost too warm. Yeah, but I I'm could... gonna. I'm wearing a, quite a lot of synthetic material today.
0: You're not wearing a lot of material. No, I are are not. You?
1: No, but it is very synthetic. So if you're warm, I'm concerned about polyester pits, as they're known spontaneous in my y- combustion. Mm.
0: The wick effect. Oh my
2: god! We is your office quite warm? Yeah. I was going to say, mm. that is a bold choice. I would not wear that to work because I would be really cold. Son's sleeves, you mean. sleeves, yeah. Mm. Not the outfit. The outfit
1: is great. <laughs> <laughs> because you look Questionable
2: like choice. It, what are you wearing? I mean, because it's quite thin for not February, much, but mm. if you work somewhere where it's warm, yeah, then it's listen, not an Yeah, listen,
1: when I'm sitting at my desk, no problem. When I'm outside, I'm frozen. Mm. It was a huge mistake that I won't make again. For the sake of the listeners, I'm wearing a T-shirt dress. A summer dress. And, uh, it's quite summery, <laughs> and it is literally. We like did have four really degrees outside. a February summer last weekend, so yeah, fine. I thought, you know, I got carried away, and I thought, this is it. This is it. now. Stripped off. <laughs> I set fire to all my coats. Climate change, come <laughs> yeah. at me. I love it. Good. Anyway,
0: um, I was with some pals. I was with my pal, podcast pal, Katie, weekend before last, and it was her birthday. We went to Hastings, and she brought didn't bring along. Two of her friends came to the weekend away as well, which was nice. But one of them, I was like, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. And then we were walking up the road, and she's like, oh, you're Sarah that does the podcast. I'm Ooh. a big fan. And I was like... And that's really cool. And I played it really cool, but actually, I was beaming on the inside. Did you insist
2: on (laughs) signing her chest?
0: (laughs) Basically, basically, she's like, "Oh, so you're Sarah from the podcast?" She's like, "I listen to it a lot." And then, oh my
1: god, that's so cool. When
0: we say goodbye slash on Instagram, she's like, "Lovely weekend, and great to meet the voice of my favorite podcast."
1: (laughs) That's so nice, sorry I had to sneeze, it was so nice, (laughs) I'm so taken aback. So hi Emily, I
0: hope you're still listening, sorry. That's really
1: nice, I thought it was going to be a case of like, oh Emily knows a friend of a friend has a podcast, but I didn't realise that she actually listened to it and knew you're...
0: She's like, I recognise your voice, and I was like, I've made it, I've really made it. (laughs) That's nice. It was bloody lovely. Lovely, lovely stuff. Peak I'll never hit again, I think. Um, Daily
1: Nation, you go first today. Yeah, I do, I do and i've got a story
2: <laughs> that i
1: just it, i i have really tried to think of any angle that i might be able to not make this just a oh, fucking horrible story oh, no. but i can't okay. so i'm going to tell you about the 2009 arizona sweat lodge deaths oh i don't if this rings any bells kind of okay nice. so sweat lodges if you haven't heard of them, are based on Native American practices where they typically take place in domed circular lodges, though some cultures use teepees or even pits covered with branches or tree trunks. A fire is lit directly outside the lodge tended by a highly trained firekeeper who heats the stones that are used to keep the lodge hot. So you have like a sweat ceremony and is intended for various reasons within actual Native American cultures, like giving thanks to heal, to seek wisdom, to purify the mind, body and soul. So you effectively sit in an incredibly hot lodge for a long, long time. And it's also the firekeeper who's sitting by the opening also offers prayers while pouring water over the rocks to create thick steam. It's like a sauna. Yeah, but I think even, like, even hotter and yeah. more intense. So basically this has existed in Native American culture for a long time and then it was adopted During the 70s, by like new age American, I'll say hippies, I don't know. I I mean, it's hippies, right? Or, you know, people seeking this new age enlightenment. And obviously, as with all cultural appropriation, it was wildly misunderstood (laughs) and very, very, very dangerous. The specific story I'm going to tell you about is the James Arthur Ray spiritual warrior sweat lodges. So James Arthur Ray is a motivational speaker and author of a of a New York Times bestseller called Harmonic Wealth, The Secret of Attracting the Life You Want. So he was a student of Stephen Covey, the guy that wrote um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or something oh, like that. really, people. yeah, highly successful people. That's a massively popular kind of self-help book. So this guy, James Arthur Ray, uh, born in 1957, is of that school of thought. Um, so he taught motivational seminars, and then he developed a bit of a name for himself. He was quite famous. He was he appeared on TV on like Larry King Live, the Today Show, and Oprah. And he had this best-selling New York Times book. So part of what he did, he did all of his motivational speaking for business, but he also ran events and conferences and experiences for people that had lots and lots of money to pay for them, basically. Lots of which raised a lot of safety concerns. So, this is the incident I'm going to get to, took place in 2009, but from nine years previous, from 2000, people had been raising safety concerns about his events and his activities and his practices. Mm-hmm. So, according to a man called Grant Cardone, in 2000, this guy, our man, James Arthur Ray, consulted him for methods to increase sales at business seminars and was warned to teach only sound business practices. After this time, Ray began incorporating—get this—in his—in his, in his uh, business practices seminars, he began incorporating sleep deprivation, oh my fasting, Fuck. fire and glass walking, oh. and his invented versions of sweat lodge ceremonies.
0: But for what purpose? To make people to be better? Like focus,
1: yeah, like drive and focus Fuck and off. that kind of real motivation and leadership. Like it's, that is an yeah.
0: absolute load of nonsense. If you need to walk over glass to be better at your
1: job. unless your job is walking over glass in which case carry on more power to you well done
2: and sleep deprivation I feel like that would have the opposite effect yeah
1: Hallucinogenic. Maybe the objective is to kind of like take you out of your normal way Just of thinking, drugs. you know, think outside the box and all of this. Anyway, so former attendees of Ray's seminars have reported unsafe practices and lack of properly trained medical staff. In 2005, a New Jersey woman shattered her hand after she was pressured by Ray to participate in... In like a board breaking exercise, like um, like a martial art, oh dodo board God. breaking oh exercise. I yeah. would
2: hate this. Imagine all the Taipei's around you just yeah, chattering boards and walking on glass and not sleeping for four days, just like
1: and, uh, and paying like tens of thousands of dollars for the privilege as well. Jesus. Christ. So she sustained multiple fractures um, during a seminar. You know, she's, of all places, you should go be back from a seminar. It doesn't say. Um, Christ, I one, bet would, she did. one would hope not. That's their money. Um then in two thousand and six we have the first incident during a spiritual warrior event. Participants of a James Ray spiritual warrior, warrior exercise were told to put the sharp point of an arrow used in archery against the soft part of their necks and lean against the tip. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. What?
2: So they let like they let against yeah.
1: I mean, to what purpose, I don't know. Like, some kind of insane acupressure. I, I literally don't know what the point of that exercise was. Here's
0: your neck and kill <laughs> Just you. Just pierce your neck, I
1: suppose. Just die. In that incident, a man named Kurt sustained injuries during his exercises. The shaft snapped and the arrow point deeply penetrated his eyebrow. I don't know where the bit of the neck... Anyway, the point got to his eyebrow. Does it went end- through his
2: neck and out his eyebrow?
1: <laughs> I don't No, no, no. I think it just went in his eyebrow. Oh, right. So I don't know what part of the neck or how it snapped. Oh,
0: Christ. Does this end with him, like, being a serial killer? Because this is the <laughs> sort of stuff that legitimately making money from nearly killing people would get people I mean, off. It's yeah. a kink.
1: It's true. I imagine he might have been a, some kind of a psychopath. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And in 2005, a serious injury involving hospitalisation was reported at the Angel Valley Ranch during another spiritual warrior retreat led by Ray. Um, Verde Valley Fire Chief Jerry Dawson's department responded to an emergency call that a 42-year-old man had fallen unconscious after exercises inside a sweat lodge. So this is where we get to... Exercises in a sweat lodge. Mm. As in, like... Jumping jacks and burpees. I suppose it doesn't necessarily need to be like physical exercise. It might be like activities. So this is when we get to the very, very sad deaths in October 2009. Again, at a spiritual warrior retreat conceived and hosted by Ray at the Angel Valley Retreat Centre near Sedona in Arizona. So the attendees at the spiritual warrior retreat went into a... Non traditional sweat lodge exercise. 18 of them were hospitalized after suffering burns, dehydration, breathing problems, kidney failure, or elevated body temperature. Yeah, of course. You're in a fucking sweat lodge. Yeah. And two participants, James Shaw and Kirby Brown, died. Oh my God. And then a week later, Liz Newman, who was another attendee, died after having been comatose for an entire week. Oh my goodness. So, this is like a, just a horror show, an absolute horror show. The attendees who had paid up to $10,000 to participate in the retreat had fasted for 36 hours during what was claimed to be a vision quest exercise. This is more like horrendous cultural appropriation from Native American tradition. Um, so they'd fasted for 36 hours before the next day's sweat lodge. During this period of fasting, participants were left alone in the Arizona desert with a sleeping bag. Although Ray had offered them Peruvian ponchos for an additional $250. <laughs> I mean, after this experience, participants ate, participants ate a large buffet breakfast before entering the non-traditional structure built for the sweat, sweat lodge. The site owner reported that she learned after the event that participants also went two days without water before oh entering gosh. the structure. This is just like everything is pointing to the worst possible practice of this. So he
0: oh was God. literally trying to kill them. It sounds
1: like he was trying you to kill them. You
0: can't be in a normal sauna for less than thirty mi- for more mm. than thirty minutes. Yeah. It's just fucking madness. Yeah.
1: And if you do like hot yoga, it's you don't eat for two hours before you drink half your body weight in yeah. water before you go is like all of these measures that you take to to make sure your body can cope with that and then that's like an hour and a half yeah it just doesn't say Christ. how long it would, they were in there for but you know they were i mean 18 people were hospitalized and 3 died so um so following the deaths ray refused to speak to authorities and immediately left arizona according to participants in the heat endurance exercise a note was left that said ray was unavailable as he was in prayer and meditation Fuck off, Ray. In a later 2013 interview with Piers Morgan, of oh. course, Ray admitted that he fled the scene rather than staying to assist with the aftermath because he was scared. But did he actually get caught up with by the... Yes. Okay. Good. So, investigations commenced by the Yavapai County Sheriff Department. Initial investigations concerned constructions of the sweat lodge, in inverted commas, structure which according to investigators was constructed by a local non-Native American group under hire Um, the county building safety manager said that there was no record of a permit or application for a permit to build the sweat lodge so just like none of this, none of this has been done properly, obviously because if it had been it would have been shut down before it had a chance to happen.
0: Even if it was built properly, everything else around it would have fucking killed people anyway. Yeah, Mm. presumably.
1: It's just a hot room. Yeah. So basically, uh, on October 15th in 2009, after extensive interviews with participants and ancillary witnesses, the County Sheriff's Office upgraded the level of the investigations into the deaths of James Shaw and Kirby Brown to a homicide investigation. Officials claimed that the sweat lodge structure lacked the necessary building permits. Print media began reporting that Ray conducted a conference call with some victims, one of whom recorded the call. Uh, During this call, a self-described channeler said that they had communicated with the dead and they had said that they were having so much fun out of their bodies that they didn't want to return. What? What? Ray was, in a, Ray was arrested in connection with the deaths on the 3rd of February 2010 and bond was set at $5 million. Ray's attorney argued that he could not afford the $5 million and Ray was released on February the 26th after bail was reduced to $525,000. Three of the victims' lawsuits against Ray were settled before his criminal trial for a total of more than $3 million. The court case took place in May 2011 the prosecution rested its case on june the third, after thirty four witnesses had taken the stand and forty three days of testimony. Ray was found guilty on three counts of negligent homicide, not guilty of manslaughter charges brought against him. On November eighteenth, twenty eleven, Ray was sentenced to two years in prison. Fuck
0: off that's outrageous. Right. Why three people died.
1: Three people died through his Negligence—that is disgusting. So he's out. He's just kicking about now. He's tried to make a comeback a couple of times. Um, obviously to massive outrage. Uh, of course. And that whole the whole practice of sweat lodging has been massively tarred. Good. By this experience, yeah. Again, good. Um, obviously the Native American perspective was not great on this. It's kind of you've appropriated our uh, ceremony, and you have done it terribly and dangerously and you've misunderstood absolutely everything that the ceremony is supposed to be about um and
2: you've charged a lot of money for and it and charged a lot
1: of money for it native american experts on sweat lodges have criticized the reported construction as well as raised conduct of the event as not meeting traditional ways the words bastardized mocked and desecrated have been used as indian country today reported Ray drew the ire of Indian country from the start as the ceremony he was selling bore little, if any, resemblance to an actual sweat lodge ceremony. Unsurprisingly, because the guy sounds like he was a total dick who probably wouldn't have been particularly sensitive to. No. Just wants to make a quick perspective. Mm. Yeah, so there we are. Sorry, I, I, I did say from the outset there's no way of making this like anything other than a really horrible story um but i remember hearing about it on the news at the time and these people had paid $10,000 to like go on this spiritual retreat and they had all been forced into this horrendous sweat lodge situation
0: it does make you think though doesn't it because like everybody goes on about how these like gwyneth paltrow and goop and everything's like not medically sound mm. there's a big fucking difference between taking a couple of vitamins to sitting in a hot box
2: yeah for
1: 20 hours after, after not, not having drunk water for two after, days after, yeah, yeah. It's
0: crazy. like how can you make that jump as a sane person i'm not mm. i'm not victim blaming in any way mm. obviously the way that he marketed it was you know very specific but but that's the thing crazy. isn't it like i think
1: if you're if something is organized and put on as a professional business it's is selling tickets for it, and you're paying for it, and you're paying ten grand. You kind of would. You don't think you have to worry about shit like that, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like you assume, presumably, that someone's thought Chicks of this, yeah.
2: like fire festival.
1: Well, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what I thought. Like, yeah, you're you assume a festival that has that is a registered business and is has doing Jural and has general associated that they're going to know what they're talking about. But actually, it turns out. That doesn't count for shit.
2: Maybe we should just all remember if something is disproportionately expensive to what it seems like it's offering, it's probably run by... Crooks. Crooks, yeah. Yeah. Good advice.
1: So, there we go. Don't get in a sweat lodge.
2: No. That's
0: a very good piece of advice. I'd never Mm. heard of that story, Mm. so I found that quite... I do remember it. ...awfully sad. Mm.
1: Yeah. I do like hot yoga, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not... (laughs) It's not a comparison. I would defend defend that. Although, Bikram Yoga's got its own controversy. Oh, yeah, that guy is like a total creep, wasn't he? He's a massive, massive molestering pervert. Um, Oh, oh dear. There's a 30 30 and 30, 30 by 30 podcast about Bikram, the guy that invented it. Mm. And apparently, he's a fucking bad guy. I didn't know, I found out today that Pilates was invented by a man called something Pilates. Fucking men. (laughs) They're everywhere. (laughs) They are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere, true. Yeah. They really are. Fuck. Anyway, carry on. Elves, do you want to tell us a story? Mm. Tell well,
2: us th- a
1: story, elves.
2: Mine's a bit unorthodox. Oh, is there another murder? It's not a murder. Okay,
1: okay good. good.
2: It's a near miss, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> you look absolutely delighted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's the year. The sun nearly died. Oh,
1: oh, I
0: like this. Look how happy you are. I've never seen you so happy.
2: <laughs> I did it and I was like, this is fine. And then when I just had it in front of me while you were doing your story, I was like, I don't know if this counts, but <laughs> it's all I've got, so. We're Strap rolling in, with it, it's
1: yeah. fine. And yeah, once go. again, we haven't duplicated, and I haven't heard this story, so, you know, 100. one duplication in, uh, what episode are we on? 28, 29. 28, yeah. 28. One
0: duplication in... Nearly thirty episodes is mad.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Go,
2: go ahead. No, it's fine. <laughs> Tell us about the Sunday day. Uh, so it was eighteen sixteen, also known as the year without a summer. Oh. Also known as um, a couple of other names, but I didn't write them down. So. <laughs> Look them up. Google. If you're it. Listening. Yeah, oh, that's always my advice. So global temperatures dropped by zero point four. To 0.6 degrees, which doesn't feel that much, but um, apparently that's quite a big deal. don't know. I'm not a climate person. Meteorologist? That's it, yeah. Is
1: that what it is, weather? Well, no. Climate is different from weather, lads. Oh, yeah, of course it is. I did know that. Climatologist. Climatologist, there you go.
2: Okay. But I think the weather was nuts as well. I feel like this is going to be quite um, scientifically... Bad. But <laughs> <laughs> Daily, the expert's here to
0: sort us out, don't worry about no, it. No, I everything go. I ever learnt Can I just ask, what is that saying? Weather is the wind, climate is the isn't that a saying?
1: Don't know. Oh,
0: okay, fine.
1: Cut that then. <laughs> Google you've got your PC in front of you. Your PC. My PC.
0: <laughs> I just can't my PC around with me. <laughs>
2: okay. Everything that I was reading about this was mostly just concentrated to... I mean, it said global temperatures dropped, and it was the year without summer, but most of it was just focused on America and Europe. So I was trying to find more stuff. To a point, it was Sunday night. That would um, be
1: because that's where the records were, babe. That's what
2: I was thinking. Um, so, in America, there was snow reported in June. Now, I'm aware America's quite big, so... Maybe that's more unusual in some places than others but let's I think this was quite unusual for wherever in America this was and there were freezing temperatures in July and August. There was widespread crop failure in the northern hemisphere, which resulted in famine in many parts of the world. The English summer was terrible and a group of young writers, including Mary Wollstonecraft Godwin, who became Mary Shelley oh escaped to Switzerland where the weather was Just as bad. (laughs) Um, And the rain confined them to the house for days. So as a result, they each decided to write a ghost story. And there began Frankenstein.
1: OMG.
2: Nice little detour there about the origins of... A classic. A classic, yep. Never read it. Me
1: neither. I've read it. Have
0: you? A GCSE or A-level? Did you?
2: Mm.
1: Mm. Let's make some kind of New Year's resolution on the 4th of March or whatever day it is and say that we're going to read... Frankenstein, this year? This year? Yeah. <laughs> Elsa's got nine months and she can't fucking fit it in. I just got
2: a lot of reading to do <laughs> this year. All right,
1: I'll read it and then I'll... Just give you the main it. points. 10 minute download. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Five minutes. Two.
2: All right. That sounds good. Um, so, in other parts of the world, there was a strange haze in the sky very often and sunspots were visible to the naked eye. What's a sunspot? just like a big old spot on the sun. Like oh, okay. Big, I think it's like a dark spot on the sun, but like so visible that people didn't, you didn't need like a, not that you would telescope a sun because you'd probably burn your eye yeah. out, wouldn't you? But anyway, you could see it. it. said something about like you'd probably have to shield your eye because again, you'd burn your eye just by looking at it anyway. But something, something, I think you looked at it through coloured glass and you could see. Yeah. Like a sunglass. Oh, <laughs> For okay. yeah.
1: I just remembered that amazing picture of Donald Trump just staring directly <laughs> at the sun. <laughs> He's a genius, don't you know? He knows more
0: than <sighs> we do. He knows Very that funny. actually it's fine
2: to do that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, an astronomer in Bologna blamed the unusual world events on the sunspots. And he predicted that the sun would die on the 18th of July, 2000, not 2016. 2019! <laughs> <laughs> we got 200 years, so we don't need to worry about it. Um, 1816. So hysteria rose throughout Europe because rumours were spreading that the sun's death was imminent. Um, and the panic h- heightened as the 18th of July approached and riots broke out across europe right. i mean i don't know how far across europe it might have just been contained to some patches but you know that like you're gonna sneeze so. i was but i'm not now that's fine carry on i just start crying instead <laughs>
0: crying out of one eye
1: so you're really really moved by the riots <laughs> people cared they thought the son was dying
0: people care about that son. i'm only crying out in one eye only half of me cares yeah about the that. other
2: half doesn't give a shit no. um so troops were drafted in in Austria, in an attempt to control some of the panic that was going on there, because people thought they were all going to die, yeah. the French government was so concerned at the spreading hysteria that they just produced some pamphlets explaining that um, the a sunspots Tory were thing fine. thing to do. <laughs> Produce a pamphlet.
0: Don't worry about everybody dying.
2: Get um, that marketing material out. Quick. <laughs> so, in the end, July the 18th came. July the 18th went. Nothing happened. Some was still there. Woke up on July the 19th. Big old sun in the sky. Mm. Or maybe not massive, because I think it was quite a shit summer, as I've already said. (laughs) Um, However, an anxious mood still prevailed, because obviously this astronomer had predicted that the sun was dying quite Mm -hmm. soon. Um, And because of the weather and the climate, one or the other, maybe both, we never got to the end of that sentence. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's been cut out. We'll never know. It makes no No, sense to anyone. I'll, I'll put it back in. (laughs)
2: this low alcohol beer is really getting to me (laughs) um so yeah so crops were continuing to fail and that led to famine um in ireland um and was that the start of the potato famine i think it was to do with
1: (gasps) yeah it would have been about the right time it would have been
2: yeah i think so i've always
1: wondered about that
2: um and that led to the spread of typhus typhus do you pronounce it typhus Typhoid, typhoid is something different, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say. And in the end, 65,000 people died in Britain because of the spread of typhus. Sh- I was going to Sh- say, man. wow. But anyway, so it turns out that obviously the sun didn't die. So it's not really a near-miss, because the sun was ever going to die. But I thought it was quite an interesting story. And the sun spurt- sun the sunspots were not to blame for the summer. What was actually to blame was the year before... Mount Tambora in the Dutch East Indies.
1: That's like um, Indonesia.
2: Okay. Mount Tambora in the Dutch East Indies had erupted the year before. And all this change to the weather and effects on the climate and effects on crop production was the sort of delayed result of that eruption. Um, So... The most powerful volcanic eruption in recorded history took place between the 5th and the 12th of April on the island of Sumbawa. When it erupted, rock, ash and dust were blasted into the atmosphere, raining death and destruction across hundreds of miles. Gripes. Um There were 12,000 inhabitants on the island. 26 survived. Oh, my God. Jesus. So it was a big old eruption. So the year following that, the dust and volcanic gas spread across the globe and that dimmed the sun and it caused the temperatures to drop by several degrees in some regions. The volcanic particles produced a strange yellow haze and lurid sunsets. So there was actually a picture on one of the things I was reading of like um, someone had painted a sunset. I think it was in um, like Chichester or somewhere mm. and it was... Uh, Wow. I mean, the painting was amazing. So thank God for that. That's a lovely <laughs> art out of it. Some think these lighting conditions are reflected in the paintings of William Turner, particularly Chichester Canal.
1: Oh, wow. That's really interesting, that, that affected art that we've known for, for hundreds of years. 200. It 20%. gave them that, that look.
2: Mm. Although uh, they could just be the result of uh, the eye damage that Turner suffered from staring directly <laughs> at the sun. <laughs> Sorry. It's
0: so. oh, one or the other <laughs> A bit of both
2: No, I, I didn't probably read this But that was apparently a practice thought To help relax the eyes So maybe that's what Trump was up to fearing of a
0: son I think Trump right. is a lizard person a Who is like one, yeah. 500 years old So if
2: that is something he's doing He still thinks that's the right thing to do Yeah There is
0: an amazing conspiracy theory <gasps> About Donald Trump Please. Not even a conspiracy theory But the idea that he's like a time traveller Have you heard about this? No it's incredible. I'm going to have to send you both the links because I won't do it any justice, but it's basically that his one of his ancestors predicted that he would become president in however many years. And There's loads of like correlations of all the laws that were passed back then to lead up until this very day for him to get in power. Oh, man. It's obviously fucking bonkers. Totally bonkers. But... That would be forward planning, wouldn't it? Yeah. The Oof. time travelling, though, it's amazing. It's kind of like Biff from Back to the Future. But it, it like it all makes sense if you're twisted, and I am a bit twisted, so it was fucking a great twenty minutes of my life reading it, and then I put Twitter down and got on with the rest of my life. Send me the link. I'll find it. It's really fucking interesting. I don't believe it. Just to go on record. (laughs) Just to go on
2: record. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's kind of the story. This, I've written something down here, but I did just copy and paste this from the internet that said, "This remarkable episode highlights just how dependent we are on the sun." Well, yeah, we, I think we knew that anyway, yeah. did not we? the sun and the
1: bees, that's all we need. Bees are really, really? Bees are really making a comeback.
0: <laughs> I saw a bee the other day, it was too <laughs> fucking early for him, what are they up to? It was massive as well.
2: I saw a big one in my garden at the weekend, because I said to Matt, oh my god, look at that massive bumblebee, and it's too like, early we oh, like, got
1: confused because we had some nice we weather. Had some nice weather, the daffs are out, the bees are out.
2: Yeah, all the flowers are beautiful, but then I'm like... They're all going to be dead. Oh, but the... F- planets dying. dying. Mm. This is the question though that I was going to ask. If something
0: like that happened because of other mother nature events, i.e. an eruption. Yeah. Does that categorically mean and I know that we can't prove it either way, but like does that mean what's happening right now is because we are killing the earth or is there like a cyclical thing where well the destruction of the earth with like the <laughs> frozen age or whatever it was, the dinosaurs, mm. those guys. But could it just be that this just happens and we're all going to be fine?
1: There are things that like tick through a rhythm. So things like the angle of the Earth's axis changes general temperature and it kind of rocks backwards and forwards, gets a little bit warmer, a little bit colder um, in like 10,000 year cycles broadly. So there are some things, some climate change things that, or some climate change that happens just because of what happens in nature but we are categorically changing that beyond what would naturally happen because of greenhouse gases effectively It's, it's very complicated with system with climate systems and everything but it's almost completely undeniable because if you basically the greenhouse gases that are now completely filling our atmosphere if you in a lab condition if you shine like infrared light through them like they do trap infrared light so they trap heat which means that they trap heat in a patchy way which is why climate becomes then unpredictable because the transfer of heat around the earth is not just down to natural systems anymore it's down to greenhouse gases and mm-hmm. how it's affecting and we've never seen that of... before so you can't no, necessarily exactly. know what would
0: happen to... so
1: well it's... it should we we should know we know what it should be like now if all of this wasn't happening and it's right. it ain't this so things would have happened naturally, but we've sped it up slash made it a lot. We've just made it complete. So if you imagine naturally, it would be going cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, kind of like ticking through, and you get your ice ages, and then you get your. There are times when there's literally no ice on the on the planet at all. Would that, that happen? Well, yeah, that that's ha- that has happened. There's been there's no, no. But is that, that going to happen again? In like millions of years, yeah. Okay, fine. Or not, or sooner, <laughs> if, yeah. we- if we've got anything to do with it. Yeah, true.
0: But so in yeah. theory humankind would have will go through another ice age it yeah. just will be quicker.
1: Well the earth will go through another ice age whether humans are still here or not right is not. known.
2: Because if we get to a point where naturally or unnaturally because we've sped it up or whatever mm. all the ice melts again mm-hmm. that's the end of us anyway isn't it because yeah, everything we'd... will
1: Yeah basically. I mean there'll be places where we'd still be able to live but if you imagine like taking this eight billion people that would be like 20 like now, by the time yeah exactly like it'd be and then it would be probably all the things that would lead up to people having to live on that reduced land you would have like riots disease loads of fucking you know, arcs. yeah um you just it would probably not be not very really compatible great. this
0: is why like going back into space is really important well maybe yeah we'll just fuck something up up there as well though won't we the, Just
2: do the same I, on Mars. Yeah, I don't know. We're the worst. I think Earth we, is not down with going no, to Mars. I'm not down for going to Mars. And also, we've had our chance and we've ruined it. Like, let's... Listen. Leave what, what, for the what, next what, Mars is, that, is not ours to fuck up. The Earth is not ours to fuck up, but we've done it. But do you think that, like,
0: the future, future, future generations, it's their fault that we fucked it up? It's not my fault that my ancestors fucked this up, either. I didn't invent digging for coal. Well, Me and the Welsh probably did, didn't they? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably exactly <laughs> almost hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the Welsh.
2: It's not no, it's not future generations, but I don't think I dunno, like curiosity is good, exploration is good, but mm. I don't think other planets are asked to just be like, Well, we've messed that one up, let's just go and do this one now. Find like keepers. just feels a little bit um feels a bit privileged actually, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's my take on Human cultural privilege. appropriation. Yeah. yeah. Take that planet and do what you want with it.
1: There you go. Good chat. Sarah, your go. Why don't you tell us a story?
0: Okay, I'll tell you a story. Um, mine was recommended to me before we even started the podcast by a guy called Tony that I used to work with at Urban Massage. He probably doesn't listen anymore, but if you are listening... Hi, Tony. Hope you're all right. All right, Tony. And this is a really interesting story, <laughs> obviously, because I'm doing it. <laughs> um, but the it's got some deaths and it's got a near-miss... The deaths aren't unusual, but the near misses, that's why I'm doing it. Brill. Qualifying it for you. Okay. So we're going to America and we're going back to nineteen sixty one, specifically January twenty fourth. We're near Goldsboro, which is in North Carolina. So around midnight on January the twenty third, which was three days after JFK made his inaugural address as president. A B 52 Stratofortress, which is a bombing plane, mm-hmm. had a rendezvous with a tanker for aerial refueling. So, filling it. So far, so dangerous. <laughs> filling it up with fuel in the middle of the air whilst moving. Ooh, that happens a lot. Fine, cool. During the hookup, that's a technical term, <laughs> the tanker crew advised the B-52 aircraft commander that his aircraft had a fuel leak in the right wing. The refueling was aborted and ground control was notified of the problem. The aircraft was directed to assume a holding pattern off the coast until the majority of fuel was consumed. However, when the B-52 reached its reached its assigned position, the pilot reported that the leak had worsened and that 17,000 kilograms of fuel had been lost in 3 minutes. Ooh. The aircraft was immediately directed to return and land at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Seymour <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> Sorry. Daily, where is your mind? Oh, that is that's made up. I don't believe that that is an air force base. I think it's just someone Seymour very Seymour Johnson. <laughs> someone very witty.
0: Made the name of it. Came up with the name of it. Ugh. Fine. Fine. You'll allow it. Can I carry on? Please. As the aircraft descended through 10,000 feet on its approach to the airfield, the pilots were no longer able to keep it in stable descent and lost complete control. The pilot in command ordered the crew to abandon the aircraft, which they did at 9,000 feet. Five men landed safely after ejecting or bailing out through a hatch. Unfortunately, one did not survive his parachute landing and two died in the subsequent crash. Um, And this is just a tidbit for you interesting, interesting, interested history buffs out there. The third pilot of the bomber, Lieutenant Adam Mattox, is the only person known to have successfully bowed out of the top of a hatch, the top hatch of a B-52 without an ejection seat. Mm. I left it in. It's not that interesting. Um, If that, this is the bit that I read. What did he do? Climb out? Yeah, like whoop, jumped. I guess Ooh, jumped wow. off the top. Didn't? Wasn't Bold. ejected. He had to get out, didn't he? Um, Must have been really strong. Yeah, real oh, really, strong. really strong. Yeah,
1: they are strong, though, aren't they, pilots? Pretty strong. Forearms. Yeah. Why is that? I was thinking that RAF. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> RAF men. Normal pilots. Virgin pilots. Um, you got to be strong in the air force, didn't <laughs> you? Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, certain level of fitness. Yeah. Certain level of <laughs> fitness. One or two pull-ups, no problem. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs>
0: If that wasn't enough of a stressful time, the surviving members had to worry about their cargo. The airplane was carrying two Mark 39 thermonuclear bombs. Oh my God, of course. Of course, as in you know the story. No,
1: no, no, but like, it's a bomber bomber. and it's crashing and it's full of bombs, presumably. (laughs) Full of them. The clues in the name. Um,
0: Each bomb carried a payload of four megatons which is the equivalent of four million tons of TNT explosive, which, scientifically Whoa. speaking, is a fuck ton. <laughs> the bombs had separated from the gyrating aircraft as it broke up between 1,000 and 2,000 feet. Oh, shit. So the bombs fall out, the plane's falling down, all of the people in it have jumped out. What happened to the bombs? The first bomb descended by parachute and was found intact and standing upright because its parachute got caught in a tree. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> fucking hell. Sorry, they they
0: attach parachutes to bombs. That's a good question, Els. I've absolutely no fucking idea. I mean, they I must, mean, it sounds like how's it. How does it yeah. work? Because
2: they don't have brains or or arms to pull it so that it will...
0: It must be a force thing when they're going at a speed or falling. Bombs don't drop with parachutes on, they do they? Unless it's, like, Acme bloody cartoons. What's the point in that?
1: I've got no idea. I mean... But the idea of a bomb... Like, the image of a bomb with a parachute on it doesn't seem that weird to me. I feel like I've seen that in something. But, maybe in cartoons. But it's- maybe it's, like,
0: a safety thing. So if you bomb, you just bomb it out. But if it's something's happening,
2: it's got a safety deployment. So something in the plane... You can switch on to make them put their parachutes on.
0: (coughs) Come on, kids, put your parachutes on, we're dying. I don't know, actually, to be honest. I absolutely don't know else. It's a great question. It's an absolutely great question. I should have done more research.
1: Not here for the facts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Els is? That's all Els cares about. Anyway, before that rude interruption.
1: I'm Sorry. (laughs)
0: Lieutenant Jack Revel, the bomb disposal expert responsible for disarming the device, stated that the arm-slash-safe switch was still in the safe position, but it had completed the rest of the arming sequence. The Pentagon claimed at the time that there was no chance of an explosion and that two arming mechanisms had not been activated. A United States Department of Defence spokesperson stated that the bomb was unarmed and could not explode... Former military analyst Daniel Ellsberg has claimed to have seen highly classified documents indicating that its safe arm switch was the only one of the six arming devices on the bomb that prevented detonation. So five out of the six were, we're armed, on. and it was just one.
1: Who knew it was so... I, I don't think I really understand anything about bombs, but who knew it was so difficult to make them go off?
0: I think, yeah, but you have to go through a lot of checks yeah, and balances to set sense. off a bomb that fucking big, mm. two of them. The second bomb plunged into a muddy field at around 700 miles per hour and disintegrated without detonation of its conventional explosives. The tail was discovered about 20 feet below ground. Pieces of the bomb were recovered, although the bomb was partially armed when it left the aircraft, an unclosed high voltage switch had prevented it from fully arming. There has been persistent speculation about how narrow the Goldsboro escape was, and the US government has repeatedly publicly denied that its nuclear arsenal has ever put Americans' lives in jeopardy through safety flaws. Fuck off. In 2011, the same guy from before, Jack Revel, the bomb disposal expert claimed we came damn close to a nuclear detonation that would have completely changed much of the eastern Northern Carolina. The size of each bomb was more than 250 times the destructive power of the Hiroshima bomb. Holy shit. And large enough to create a 100% kill zone within a radius of 8.5 miles. So imagine both of those going off. Millions of people would have died. It is could have been... Unbelievable. And in 2013, new information was released as a result of a Freedom of Information Act request by Eric Schlosser, uh, which confirmed that only a single switch out of the four, not the six originally stated, prevented detonation. So one switch Jeez. could have changed it all. A senior engineer in uh, the Sandia National Lab- Laboratories responsible for the mechanical safety of nuclear weapons concludes that one simple dynamo technology, low-voltage switch stood between the United States and a major catastrophe. Whoa. Um, The luck of neither one of those bombs detonating when hitting the tree or ground is maddening. Even, this is me writing it, not a quote, even the final switch could have been shorted by an electrical jolt which have caused it to blow. So the the weird set of circumstances to mean that neither one of those detonated is honestly unbelievable. The document, so the um, classified and then declassified, document was uncovered by Schlotter as part of his research into his new book on the nuclear arms race command and control he wasn't even looking for that specific example but using freedom of information he discovered that at least 700 significant accidents and incidents involving 1250 nuclear weapons were recorded between 1950 and 1968 alone which is a lot but then obviously it's not too long after the second world war ended so there would have been a lot of bombs knocking Still around way more than i would have that's guessed that's a lot it's a bit fucking too many the us government has consistently tried to withhold information from the american people in order to prevent questions being asked about our nuclear weapons policy we were only we were told there was no possibility of these weapons accidentally detonating yet here's one that very nearly did oh, god and it could have
1: i had never heard that story before it's mad isn't it It's I think nuts. you should, like, not you.
0: <laughs> Someone should turn it into, like, a TV programme or something.
1: Yeah. You could Daily, try. You could give I don't it a go.
2: Think...
1: You're not that busy, I'm not sure I'm, busy, are you? <laughs> I'm not You're sure not I'm busy working for an that. international charity, are
0: you? Just knock up a screenplay.
1: Yeah, all right, then, fine. I've got a typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. Um, yeah, it's a fascinating story. That is really, really bonkers interesting. So close to total destruction. Although, I have to say, I would have thought for weapons like that... It would have been a bigger than an eight mile radius for a kill zone.
0: I think I did think that, but I think it goes down quite a lot, so I don't think it would necessarily splat on impact. I think uh-huh. it would tunnel, so I don't think it would go as far uh-huh. because it, the the one and that I fell, suppose beyond,
1: you don't know the total zone. Like beyond that it was just less than one hundred percent, right? But also they have
0: absolutely no idea because a bomb is a bomb that powerful has never been dropped. Yeah, if Hiroshima is the worst bomb yeah, in yeah. in kind of our history that's been dropped, it was. Two hundred and sixty times more. Holy cow! Damaging than that could could have been more damaging than that. You just it's just you can't imagine. You literally can't imagine it. It's mad. I ended on a
2: lighter note. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. Of. millions averted. of deaths were averted.
0: Yeah, but there we go. Because
2: those little parachutes
0: on the bombs. On the bombs. We'll look that up. We'll find out about those guys, shall we? We'll
1: have a look. I wonder if the if they have to land softly. Because actually what's detonating them isn't the impact, it's all of the things. Yeah, but the if you're going to and... drop a
0: bomb, you arm it and then you drop it. You don't drop it and then arm it. Because who wants to stand mm, near, near really a bomb really that's really going to kill people
1: quickly. in an eight-mile <laughs> radius? How long will it take you to run eight miles? Yeah,
0: they like they switch it on and then they drop it
1: out the back of a plane, don't they? Yeah. <sighs> I'm, anyway. I think I can find a picture of it. I realise I've been really lacking, like, slack. What am I saying? Slack. What's the word for, like, when slacking. you don't do things? I've been slacking in the Instagram stakes. Yeah, me so, too. Um, I've been holding it all up good. for all of us. I posted in a week and a half. Thanks, pal.
0: I haven't done anything. It's fine. Remember when we used to do girl crashes on Twitter? That ended as soon as it began. It
1: was too much admin. Not of um, speaking of girl crashes, this is it. the part where we. Stop talking about death and start talking about women because we like women. Also, it's International Women's Day. As we're recording today, it's on Friday. Oh right, no. I was going to say, have I missed that on Friday? But by the time this is out, it will have be been last Friday and. Oh,
0: we started recording like this time last year. Yeah. We didn't release this time last year, but oh, we started recording. Yeah, no, didn't we, we should
1: do a birthday thing. Yeah, fine. People Cake. Have, have died on birthdays parties. No, that's horrible. So that probably has happened. Anyway, <laughs> so we just talk about women that we like. And mine this week, and we talked about it last week, is Natasha Leon. I knew, I knew,
0: I knew it was gonna be this.
1: So obvious. So we went to Sarah referenced uh, Russian doll in last week's episode. It's a Netflix series with Natasha Leonin in it. And it is absolutely brilliant. Everyone has to watch it. It's so good.
2: I watched the first two. (sighs) Not feeling it? I think the whole repetition thing, I find it a bit claustrophobic, but maybe I just need to get over it. It is bigger than that, if that's not a wacky thing to say. I'm sure it is, because I was thinking when I was watching it, well, it can't just be this, because that would get quite boring quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, Matt and I started watching it, and then Game of Thrones came back on now TV. So you've got to make your choices, haven't you? Yeah, limited. I'll watch, watch something I'll
0: amazing that you've never seen before. Watch Game of Thrones again. The final so the, series is coming um, out in April. Yeah, oh, yeah, to you are re-watching the whole thing, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: you need to get it done.
0: It's
2: a legitimate valid use of time okay it's oh, okay. a
1: necessity okay <laughs> absolutely well anyways thanks for yucking my yum as they say Else, but no but everybody I it's says it's great in brills and she's great anyway i've always really liked her I think she's wicked um she if you don't know who she is she's probably best known in our generation for being in american pie yeah and she's a woman who has the older aura, but I think she's supposed to be the same age as them with the curly hair and teaches everyone about orgasms. Yeah, she's quite like straight, line, matter of fact. Yeah, serious. Have you read
0: any of the articles about the Easter eggs and stuff? No. Oh, I'll send you some links. Ooh, There's yes, so please. many good stuff, Yeah. like tweet threads about it. So she, and,
1: apparently she goes out with Fred Armisen? Yeah, she does. They've been mm, going out for years. Have they?
0: I, I didn't know that. Because I saw a tweet when I'd finished watching it, because I, I binged it because I didn't want to see any spoilers. And yeah. then someone was like, Oh, it's weird to see you kissing a girl, uh, kissing a boy in the program, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't realise she was gay." Mm. And then I, and then I realised she's going out with Fred, mm. and it's because obviously she's a lesbian, and Orange is the New Black, yeah, that's yeah. why. And, I, and when I was like, "Oh, I didn't know she was gay," and then obviously mm-hmm. she isn't. Uh, that's not really <laughs> much of a point, is there? But she's a writer; like, it's her, it's her thing, it's her idea. She wrote it with Amy Poehler and other people.
1: That makes sense. It's all her, yeah.
0: And like she says, that it's. Credited with the stuff that she went through when she was an addict, because you know she nearly died like three or four times. Oh no, I didn't. She had loads of like medical problems, and also she was a drug addict. And she based the idea; she'd been like coming up with it for years.
1: Mm. I'm oh, obsessed with it. I'm really obsessed. I, I watched I think four episodes in a row. And yeah, like, that's, I did four. And yeah, four. Yeah, I, was I couldn't stop watching it. it. It was so good. I was really need to like. Yeah, no, no, I'm not.
2: Board. I'm not saying that I won't watch it. <laughs> You're
1: not being a snob.
2: It just didn't hook me as much as. I think it's, again, that thing of people really big something yeah, up. Yeah, no,
1: that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And so if it doesn't grab you immediately...
0: You need to watch it on your own terms, basically. Like, yeah, you need yeah. to be prepared for it. You want to watch it when you want to watch it rather than doing it because you think...
1: Yeah. We support that. Do whatever you want. We support you and you, and we love you. And um, Thanks. if you don't like it, fine.
2: Yeah, no, I'll... I, I wasn't like, I'm not going to watch this because I don't like it. I think I was like... We'll probably carry on watching it. And then other stuff came up. Mm. Fair. Life fine. got in the way. Yeah. Fine.
1: Totally fine. Anyway, so that's my girl question, it's actually uh, on. Uh.
2: Um I've I've come totally unprepared, but I have just thought of one but Is
1: it Cersei Lannister? Uh
2: Cersei? no.
1: Cersei, Cersei. Cersei?
2: Well, I thought it was Cersei.
1: Cersei.
0: Cersei. I've never seen it. Cersei. 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 Cersei
2: it's not her anyway oh fine just gonna go on a fail safe of an author of a book that i've enjoyed recently perfect that's all we need that is celeste uh who wrote little fires everywhere
1: i have not heard of that before this woman
2: she is an novelist yeah yeah um who is little
0: fires everywhere Mm. did you just say that Sorry, I was reading something.
2: Little fires <laughs> everywhere, Very yeah. Rude.
0: Yeah, What's Her Chops is turning it into a um, series, I believe. Reese Witherspoon.
2: Oh, is she? What's mm. Her Chops? What's Her Chops? What's Her Chops? <laughs> um, she, yeah, she was born in Hong Kong and then moved to the US and then... Became a banging author. Wrote books on that. Sweet. Um, It's set in Shaker Heights. It's about a couple of families and how they kind of, their lives intertwine. It's a enjoyable read.
1: Would you call it a romp? No. <laughs> an enjoyable romp? Well, no, I've never called a book a romp. Oh, this not a in the sex, not the sex wise. That's
0: the only word I'm associating But
1: if something's a romp, I consider it it's like an exciting, fast paced, easy to read thing.
2: It's not exciting. It's relatively fast-paced. It is quite an easy read, I would say. Semi rump. Yeah, <laughs> I think rump romp is probably Romp-ish. the wrong word.
1: Um, <laughs> it's got red... uh, Maybe I've just totally made up that meaning. <laughs> Fine, whatever.
0: Romps out. A rump was like. <laughs> to rump is. It's not even rump. It's, it's like. Lather <laughs> God, please stop saying rump. Please. <laughs> I <can't laughs> don't we take it very damage. seriously.
2: Me cough yeah, right, out. like a very British romp. That's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, a romp through the country May. That's a ramble, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's also a yomp, which is like a long yeah,
2: walk. Yeah, yomping is a thing. It's a yumper walk. Mm. Yeah.
0: Really I'm cool. thinking of a
2: chomp, and that's a chocolate bar. <laughs>
0: You look like a like a TV news presenter just then. <laughs> you lent into that. That was amazing. I wish we filmed this podcast sometimes.
2: Anyway, I would say not a romp. Fine. Probably more serious than a romp. Got it. Not like...
0: Not like a little life.
2: Not on, on a as challenging. Yeah, not a romp to a little life. I would say it's four or five. <laughs> Wait, hang on. What's at what end? What's at what end? It's ten a little life. Yeah. ten okay. a little life. Four or five. <laughs> okay,
1: fine. Fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that concludes our book review podcast. Don't all line up at once. <laughs> From back
1: a in there. to a little life. <laughs>
0: okay. okay, that's a good one. And also, yeah, TV programme coming out apparently. Yeah. Great. I'll, I'll watch anything Reese Witherspoon does. Yeah.
2: Oh, thing think he's back, back this year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, can't wait. I think he's back till June though.
0: Although I did save a article today about the idea of TV programmes just doing one series, mm. i.e. Big Little Lies, mm. and also Russian Doll, because they're talking about bringing it back for a second series. No, nope, don't do it. And I've said absolutely fucking not, because it was perfect. It was perfect to do something else. Come up with something else. Yeah. Anyway, my Girl Crush is um, a bit of a... What was the thing that you said that your story was? A romp. (laughs) No. (laughs) I meant your actual podcast story. A cheat. Uh, Unorthodox. Unorthodox. Mine's unorthodox.
1: (laughs) Because it's a a man.
0: Because it's a man. Sometimes I think about that, doing a man. (laughs) Picking a man for my girl crush. Anyway, guys, um, I'm really obsessed with the podcast, The Dropout. Which is about Elizabeth Holmes, who was the inventor of Theranos. Theranos. I don't
2: understand any of the words. No, that me neither. I've me. never
0: heard any of these words before. <laughs> so it's a really good, um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Investi- investigative podcast about Elizabeth Holmes, who started a company called Theranos, which is all about um, banishing your kind of scariness about having blood tests, and they can test you with a prick of blood. For hundreds and hundreds of diseases. Spoiler alert! It's all fucking fake. No, she did it for ten years, (gasps) twelve years. She was the the youngest ever um, self made billionaire. And she's currently awaiting prison sentencing. No! So the whole story and how it developed, she was like backed by Bill Clinton. Betsy DeVos has put money, in, put like 125 million into her. The owners of Walmart put money into her. Like, the story is fucking mad. It's, there's a book that's been written about it. There's a film coming out. But The Dropout is a very, very good podcast presented by Rebecca Jarvis, who is my Girl right. Crush of the Week, because it is very nicely done. It isn't salacious. She presents it really well. There's a lot of good... Um, interviews and like exposés from people that used to work with her and really it's not salacious it's not like and this is what happened next like mm-hmm. it's not BuzzFeedy at all or early BuzzFeedy it's just really really informative and I've nearly finished it and I'm just fucking obsessed with it but I find that I have to really pay attention to it because I'm finding it so interesting mm-hmm. so that I'm only listening to like one every couple of days but it's really good the dropout
1: nice nice really, really good and so this I know that's not your girl crush but the woman who started that company purely a scam just to get money, was it? No. Or, no. Mm.
0: It's it's kinda of, it's really nuanced. It's really interesting. I kinda of, that's the thing I also wanted to her to be like my anti girl crush. Maybe yeah. we could do that one day. Because uh-huh. she's really she's fascinating to listen to, but she's also not fascinating. Some terrible things happened. But basically she she, you know, she was very intelligent. She was really challenged. She was really interested in science. She went to university but dropped out once she'd had this idea. But there were lots of like red flags along the way, and some people had said, Oh, the thing that you want to do cannot be done. And she just kept, I think she ultimately really wanted it to happen. She thought that it could happen. She thought, but she also wanted to change the world. She wanted to become well known for doing something amazing. Like, she idolized Steve Jobs to the point where she would wear, she changed the way that she dressed to wear like black turtle necks and have her hair tied back. She lowered her voice. She, she purposefully lowered her voice an octave or two to sound. Her voice sound deeper than it actually was for her to be taken more seriously and stuff like that. Mm. So it's like she's probably a massive narcissist mm. who had some good intentions along the way. Um, but yeah, it's really fucking fascinating. Ooh, I'll give it a listen. It's Sounds really, really interesting. interesting. And they're like forty-five, fifty minutes an ep, so good for a commute in. But yeah, Rebecca Jarvis does other stuff too. But <laughs> I'm only listening to the dropouts, so and that's what it is. Nice. Yeah, no, it's really good. I really recommend it. Get it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Exactly, listen to this.
1: exactly the same way you can get... Are, we on, are we on Spotify? Yeah. Great.
0: Spotify. <laughs> We've been on Spotify for a long time. Wicked.
1: I knew we were on Google Podcasts. I didn't know if we had to do anything different to get on Spotify. Yeah, we did. I did it. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> I've really got my finger on the pulse. Of this podcast world. Mm. We're so kept. We just turn up <laughs> once a week. True. We once are, every other week. Yeah, kept is exactly the word. But you know what? We can hear from you on social media. (laughs) sounded like I was making a different point to the one I then made. Yeah, no, yeah. But I'm going to make it. Sure. Um, We can be contacted via social media. Yeah. At away... (laughs) (laughs) Whatawaypod at com. And on socials. uh,
0: That 2.5%. Alcohol is really good. Yeah, we do so... two
1: point two, 2 fucking hours. <laughs> yes. That's a Monday night. I had quite a long day. I was on the I was on calls from seven thirty. Like Why? Dick. Did you
2: just go in or were Time you on? Oh yeah, I was
1: gonna say. Um, good. Anyway, when, that's when no we... excuse. I've I'm fucked up on two point five percent pay at what away pod on Twitter. On Instagram. hmm 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 Also, we
0: i Missed the boat on getting us entries into uh, the podcast awards because I thought I had more time, and none of us do. Climate change is real. um So, wind if you is see weather, yeah, wind no. is weather, climate is coats, something like that. <laughs> the Planet is you wear a coat, dying, yeah, the planet's dying. But if there's anything that you could like. Or if you wanted to, you don't have to, no pressure. But if there was like a podcast award or something that you could recommend us to, talk about us to your friends, write us a review if you haven't. Any way to
2: make this... Make us something out of tinfoil and send it to us. Yep. That would be be giving anyone my address. It's a nice
1: little
2: award. Okay, fine.
1: Only if you know one of us personally and you can give it to us in person. Don't send us anything in the post. No. Or... Make something, take a picture of it and email it to I'd us. I'd love that. Anyone can do that. That's absolutely fine. Mm. But, unless it's cake, because I'll be annoyed that I'm not eating it.
0: And The BBC's got a rule that if you get sent cake or treats, you're not allowed to eat them because it could be poison. Mm. What? Steve used to do this- a late night show in Solent and he used to get sent loads of stuff. Jelly babies, all of this kind of stuff. Isn't he? He have been
2: what it. did they do with it? it! Bin it! Fuck off, BBC. Joe Dando. She yes. got Surely killed. someone has invented a test where you can just quickly check if it's not poisonous.
0: Well, you can't blood test with a prick of your own blood, so clearly not. People have got other worries.
1: What a waste. What a way to go. What a way to go.
0: Tell <laughs> your babies in the bin.
1: And with that, happy International Women's Day. And we will see you in a couple in of weeks. In a couple of weeks. Sometime soon.
0: Yep. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.